0: Curtis Lewa, Curtis Lewa, Rip and read. Check this out. This is the Rip and Reed, featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Reed.
1: Everybody's on their feet, marching, marching to Florida. It's nonstop. If the uh, mortgage rates hadn't gone up to 7.5% from uh, this past year, back when it was 3.5%, so many more people in New York, New Jersey, and especially in the five boroughs would be selling their homes and venturing south, if not to Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia, Texas, Tennessee, and parts unknown. Because remember... When it was three, three and a half percent, you could get a buyer. The bank would uh, definitely be issuing mortgages. And as a seller, other than if Chinese guys or Russian guys or Orthodox Jewish guys came with a suitcase full of money and said, we don't need the bank to be the third person, the middle person, that's the only way you can sell that house now. So a lot of people are stuck here. Although they're itching. They're itching to join the exodus. And they're facing Florida where the insurance rates are, like, exploding. Because you can't get flood insurance. You can't get property insurance. you got to pay a VIG that is astronomical. And still people want to go. It's also the battleground now in the most recent poll between the Donald, Donald Trump, and by the way... The Trump hush-hush-mush-mush grand jury hearing by the criminal's best friend, Alvin Bragg, in the Manhattan DA's office is canceled today. Inquiring minds want to know, why did you cancel? Why? Why did you cancel? Especially since uh, yesterday, unlike the day before, where Gavin Wax and the young Republicans were out there and very respectfully protesting against the criminal's friend, Alvin Bragg, there were two groups yesterday, outnumbering the pro-Trumpers were the anti-Trumpers who were screaming, "Brag, prosecute him, prosecute him, put him in jail, lock him up, lock him up, lock him up." But the real battle being waged yesterday was the name calling as Donald Trump, the former president, continued to bash and trash Desantis. As you know, first trying on the nickname DeSanctimonious, that didn't flow. Then uh, Meatball uh, Ron, I don't know if that's flown. But he is insinuated that the guy has chased tail in his life uh, outside of marriage. That he's been a pedophile on a pedestal when he was teaching in a private school, in a high school in Georgia. And then he insinuated that Ron DeSantis was gay and he's going to basically blow the doors off of the closet and expose DeSantis for who he is. So he's trying to bully DeSantis the same way he did Jeb Bush. He just smacked Jeb Bush around, turned him into a human piñata, insulted him, and little Jeb Bush didn't know what to do. Because let's face it, America was all bushed out. I don't know about you, I had enough when it was Bush 41. Then Bush 43, what did he do? He's still looking for the weapons of mass destruction. What a mess he created. And then, of course, there was Jeb Bush. He was supposed to be all the best by far. His wife was uh, Hispanic. He spoke Spanish. He was on his way to the White House. And then all of a sudden, he hit the roadblock named Donald Trump, and he smashed him. Punched him right in the face. As the bully he is, and Jeb Bush went whimpering back to the uh, Bush clan, and he's never been the same since. So he's trying the same tactics on DeSantis, but I got to tell you, just observing DeSantis, it's clear he's losing weight. He's ready to run for president. I don't know if he's using that diabetic drug, whatever it is, but he's certainly losing the chubby cheeks. And he sat down with Piers Morgan, and this is just a little slice of the interview you're going to hear in its entirety this weekend, in which he opens up the Guns of Navarone from Tallahassee, the governor's mansion, to Mar-a-Lago, where the former president Donald Trump lives.
0: What um, is your favorite nickname that Trump's given you so far? Is it Ron Ron DeSanctimonious or Meatball Ron? <laughs> well I can't uh, I think even he went off
1: Meatball Ron. I, but... I I can't uh I don't know how to spell De Sanctimonious. I don't really know what it means, but I, you know, I kinda like it's long, it's got a lot of vowels. I mean, so we will go with that. That's fine. You know, you can call me you can call me whatever you want. I mean, just as long as you, you know, also call me a winner. Oh, love DeSantis. Love DeSantis, he's fighting. Now the latest headline is is that oh, DeSantis uh, would actually impose the don't say gay rule to 12th graders. I don't know. That sounds to me a little specious. Uh, Dear Abby, today has a column, believe it or not, you'll love this, Macedonian Phil. I moved to Florida and now I'm miserable. I lived in New York all my life. I moved to Florida a year ago because of my health And to be near my daughter and granddaughters, I have been depressed ever since I got here. I miss New York and my best friend very much. I can't sleep. I sit and cry and I have no motivation to do anything. My daughter has been great to me. But when I try to talk to my husband about how I feel, he doesn't care. He goes, I got to go for the Bluebird special at four. He yells and walks away. I'm so confused. I feel I can't move on. I want to go back to the Upper East Side. Can you give me some advice dear Abby? And Dear Abby says, are you crazy? You better stay in Florida. It's not the place that people go to die anymore. It's the place where people go to live a quality of life. This is from Dear Abby. And uh, by the way, that person who wrote to Dear Abby about wanting to move back to the Upper East Side of New York, not only is there high crime, not only have the empty storefronts been turned into illegal pop-up weed shops, but the Upper East Side is now inundated with dog poop. That's right. So many of the Upper East signers who were so used to over the years telling Jeeves, you know, the the stretch limousine driver, Jeeves, could you pick up that poop from my fluffy little yarn ball? You remember Leona Helmsley who said only little people pay taxes and then bequeathed all of her money to her little fluffy yarn ball dog. That's right. There's poop all over the streets. So you got homeless people. You got emotionally disturbed people. You got empty storefronts in the Upper East Side that have been turned into pop-up illegal weed shops. You got crime taking place all throughout the Upper East Side, and now you got dog poop everywhere. Lady, why would you want to come back from Florida to the Upper East Side? (laughs) And then, of course, when we speak of Florida... We have to speak of Miami Beach and the chaos and anarchy there. By the way, you notice uh, this ain't happening in Cancun, Puerto Vallarta, and Los Cabo, in Baja. So many Americans have fled there for spring break. Nobody getting shot, no riots, no mayhem, no fentanyl there. But look at Miami Beach. Look at Pensacola. Look at what's happened in Florida. They're in lockdown. But probably what signals to me... The very reason that a guy named Suarez, the Republican mayor of Miami, will never, ever become president of the United States is for two reasons. A, number one, he fancies himself as the future first Latino president of the United States. He's itching to run. But he is so wedded himself to Bitcoin bandits, cryptocurrency Ponzi schemers, and blockchain criminals. He is uh, in bed with them. In fact, has been wine-dined and pocket-lined by the Bitcoin bandits who have their sanctuary in Puerto Rico, which has given them a tax haven. And he has always promoted Bitcoin, 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 Bitcoin. That's the future currency. Blockchain is the way to go. In fact, he wanted to turn all of Dade County, if he could, into the crypto capital of the world. And battling him in that is Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, The mayor of the illegal aliens. Well, he's the other one who wanted to turn New York City into the crypto Ponzi scheming capital of the world. Remember what he said as soon as he he was sworn into office?
2: And the purpose of the Bitcoin is to send a message that New York City is open to technology. You're going to see a large amount of new technology in the city of New York and encourage our young people to be engaged in these new emerging markets. And I'm excited about the future of this city. And I'm excited about bringing my young people who have been historically denied access to new technology.
1: But turn them into white collar criminals. And then he went on to say, look at me. I get paid in Bitcoin.
2: I am the first mayor to receive my first three paychecks in crypto. I believe that New York City can be the global hub for cryptocurrency. We cannot let this opportunity pass us by. Crypto is here to stay, and New York City is ready for it.
1: Yeah, now you can't even get a comment. Up ways, sideways, any which way, from Suarez, a Republican in Miami, promoting crypto, bandits... Getting wine dined and pocket line. And Eric Adams, the Democrat in New York City, promoting crypto bandits. He got wine dined and pocket line by the uh, cryptocurrency Ponzi schemers. Well, here's some more bad news for the economy. And this is why the banks are folding left, right, and every which way. Crypto exchange OK coin has suspended the trading of two city coins. Now, what are these two city scam coins name? Miami coin and New York City coin as of March 16th in honor of Mayor Suarez, the Republican in Miami, and Eric Adams, Swaggerman, the Democrat in New York, citing limited liquidity as the reason for the decision. Limited liquidity for these coins on our platform has created the possibility of price manipulation and fraudulent activity. While none of these risks have occurred, we wanted to get ahead of any possible misconduct. What are you, kidding? It's all fraudulent. The exchange will resume the trading of these Miami Bitcoins and New York City Bitcoins soon. We'll keep you in the loop. And as uh, Mayor Francis Suarez was promoting Bitcoin, and Mayor Eric Adams swaggerman with no plan, got paid the first three times in Bitcoin. How did that work out, Eric? If you were to ask them now about Bitcoin, they say, what? What are you talking about? You know, the the, the uh, cryptocurrency Ponzi scheme, Mayors. No, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Blockchain criminals, I have no idea what you're talking about. Hey, members of the Fourth Estate, especially those of you in Room 9 in City Hall, I know the majority of you are McWhitey-Whiteys, and you get so intimidated when Eric Adams hides behind the fact that his complexion is his protection. But how do you not ask him about this? Him and Suarez, wine-dined and pocket-lined by the Bitcoin bandits in Puerto Rico, where they've been given a tax shelter. They've been wine-dined and pocket-lined by the cryptocurrency Ponzi schemers. Wine-dined and pocket-lined by the blockchain criminals. And remember, there were three men, old and wise, who said it's a scam. First, there was Donald Trump. To his credit, he said he likes paper. No, he's old school. Then there was our own John Matitis, a billionaire who uh, did it the hard way. Uh, He had only nickels, dimes, and pennies to begin with in the grocery business. And the sage of Omaha, Warren Buffett, all three of these men said, beware, it's a scam. Don't invest in Bitcoin. But Eric Adams said, no, invest in Bitcoin. So did Suarez. So when you lose your millions, you know who you go out and you sue? You sue Eric Adams, you sue Suarez, like they sued Shaq, who's hiding in a hospital claiming he's ill because he was making money from the FTX San Bankman freed Sam coin, a.k.a. scam
0: coin Ponzi scheme. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 W A B C and Curtis Slewa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. Get out with AOC. Yeah, you know me. Get out with AOC. Yeah, you know me. Get out with AOC. Yeah, you know me. Who down with
1: AOC? Every last lady. Yeah, you know me. Oh, AOC. We kept yeah, our powder me. dry long enough, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, let me hear that beat again. You. Yeah, you know me. with AOC. Yeah, you know me. Who down with AOC? Every last lady. No, no, yeah, no more AOC. Me. All out crazy. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, leader of the Democratic Socialists of America, the Justice Warriors, the protege. To Bernie the Altacaca Sanders, the leader of the Democratic Socialists of America, who upon his death, which will be soon if you've looked at him of late, she will be the queen of the Socialists of America. And her base, her motherland is in Astoria in Queens, Woodside, Sunnyside. And then across the bridge in the Neck in Morris Park and all that area of the Bronx. And it has, she has to be named in shame. It can't be any more of this, you know, oh, we're going after the Democratic Socialists of America, the liberals and progressives of the Democratic Party, because, ladies and gentlemen, they have taken over that party. It is not the party of your mom and dad and your grandparents. It's not. It has bucked. It has bowed in the state of New York and capitulated to the Democratic Socialists of America and their queen is AOC, all-out crazy, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. You know that. And it's interesting, yesterday there was a story she claimed was a fake news story. And it said that um, AOC, all-out crazy, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Congresswoman, was supporting a high school career day. Every high school has a career day. You probably remember yours whether you went to public high schools or parochial schools, they normally would clear out the gymnasium that day. And people would come in representing different uh, opportunities to gain employment, to become interns, white collar, blue collar. And then, of course, there was always the United States military. The five branches would have a table set off to give young men, young women an opportunity to get involved in military service, which was the way out of so many poor neighborhoods for so many young people in the past from all different ethnic and racial groups, the Army, the Navy, the Marines, the Air Force, and the Coast Guard. So there was a story that said that Congresswoman AOC, all out crazy, was actually supporting a career day in a public high school in her congressional district, there was actually allowing the United States military to set up their own booths. And she immediately responded and yelled, fake news, that's specious. I would never support the United States military under any circumstance. And that's why we have to take her out politically. She would capitulate. She would basically weaken our military to a point with kryptonite, where we might succumb to our many enemies that she would be in more favor of. Emperor Xi from Red China, uh, Tsar Putin in Russia, Madero in Venezuela, a socialist uh, vision for so many, like AOC. In fact, you read this story, Ferrari's... uh, and yet, hungry children everywhere. That's the social. Uh, Nicaragua, Daniel Ortega, who's made himself dictator for life. And of course, behind the sugar cane curtain of uh, Fidel and Raul Castro. We got to take her out. And you know, a lot of people talk about it. Republicans talk about it every day, but they do nothing. And Democrat moderates are afraid to even challenge her in a Democratic primary, afraid to challenge her. And then there is uh, Michael Gennaris, the state senator from Astoria, who has been a traditor many times only. He originally, with his uh, uncle, was a doctor, and the generis family registered as Republicans when he had just gotten out of the Ivy League. He did the analytics. He realized he couldn't get elected in that district as a Republican. So he joined Peter Valone Sr. and the moderate Democrats, which used to hold sway in Astoria. And he was happy, and he made his bones under his mentor, Peter Valone Sr. And then in the ultimate Ides of March, he stabbed Peter Vallone Sr. in the back and joined AOC, All Out Crazy, and the Democratic Socialists of America. And now he is the leader of the uh, majority in the state senate that rules this uh, state. More so than Kathy Crimewave-Hokel, the governor. Uh, Michael Bloomberg has just given Kathy Crimewave-Hokel five million dollars to fight off the liberal progressives and the DSA. Hey, hey, Michael, I know that's tip money for you, but you're wasting your money because she doesn't have the coulillon. She doesn't have the chutzpah to stand up to them. And Michael Janares, who has just said to everybody out in the, tr- in the five boroughs, you should pay $30 for your parking space on the street every month. Another attempt to take your hard-earned money, and then, of course, there's the mini-me of AOC, Tiffany Caban, who, if she had become the uh, DEA in Queens, by golly, you would have all had to flee. It would have been criminal land. And now, as city council person not challenged in Astoria, she not only leads the effort to defund the police, she wants to remove the police, and she tells everyone, do not, under any circumstance, call 911. Well, yesterday, the battle against the Democratic Socialists of America was launched at the Ronald Reagan Republican Club that I helped open a month ago in the heart of Astoria in the VFW Lodge off of 20th and Steinway. And we have our candidate who is running against Tiffany Caban. That's how, that's how we start this battle. We take out Tiffany Caban, first city council person, with Kelly Klingman. Go to her Facebook page, Kelly Klingman. What a great candidate she is. She's lived in Astoria for 12 years. She's been a rock-hard Republican. She's raising two children. She has a career in the real estate industry. She doesn't like what's happened to our city and our community and our country, and she has stepped up, and we're collecting petitions right now, signatures from Republicans in the uh, area to qualify her. And yesterday... At her coming out party as our candidate, there were moderate Democrats in the hall. There were independents. There were Republicans. You know you're always in good shape when you have to find chairs when you've run out of chairs. At least 200 people packed in there. To find out more of how you can help Kelly Klingman, please go to her Facebook page at Kelly Klingman or go to the Ronald Reagan Republican Club Facebook page, and learn more how you can get involved and help. And you don't have to be a Republican. You can be a moderate Democrat. You can be an independent. We've got to take back our city. We've got to take back our state. We've got to take back our country because they want to change this into a country that is not extolling the virtues of capitalism, individual entrepreneurial pursuits, rewarding meritocracy. No, they want socialism. And they want to destroy all of our values that we've grown up with. And we're going to stop them. Everybody else gives lip service to it. I promised you, ladies and gentlemen, you know me. I'm a man of action. I don't just uh, spew a lot of hot air to add to global warming and climate change. And we're going to take on Michael Generis when he runs as state senator. And we're taking on AOC next year. And I'm taking her on from both the Queen's side and the Bronx side. Where we have two great candidates that I'm supporting in the 13th Congress, excuse me, City Council District, the Republican George Haverman, who is the insurgent, uh, and then the Democrat Irene Estrada. She's the insurgent. Both of them are pro-police. Both of them are against uh upzoning. Just remember the last names if you're a Republican: Havernack. And Estrada, if you're a Democrat, they're pro-police and they're opposed to upzoning, which will destroy our residential communities in the outer boroughs as we know it. We're going after them on both ends. And then I'll let you know what I'm doing. We're opening up Ronald Reagan clubs to fight the DSA, AOC, all over the five boroughs. The next to open will be in the North Shore of Staten Island, which should have a Republican city council person. Staten Island is a Republican enclave. And we're going to fight at the ballot box to get a Republican council person in there. Should have a Republican DA. I don't know why McMahon, the the ambulance chaser is there, the Democrat, my God, look, at you've had a 25% increase in crime. How's that working out for you in Staten Island, huh? So we're going to open up a Ronald Reagan club. In the North Shore of Staten Island. Park Slope in the heart of Bill de Blasio land and all the progressives and all the Democrats. That's next. And then in the Bronx, we're opening up in the South Bronx. That's where I started the Guardian Angels 44 years ago. You'd be hard-pressed to find a Republican there. And then Juan Pagan, who was there, he's running for the city council in the 2nd City Council District, the Lower East Side. He grew up in the projects and the Ds. Recently recovered. From cancer that almost took his life. He had been a correctional officer in Sing Sing. He knows the ins and out, And he was telling the audience last night. No, uh, he would rather die than to allow the DSA to continue to rule the Lower East Side. So yesterday, the beginning of the war. And now we're going to establish Ronald Reagan clubs throughout the five boroughs that bring moderate Democrats together with independents and Republicans, just like the great Ronald Reagan did. That's how he became president of the United States. You can join that effort. Just go to the Facebook page of the Ronald Reagan Republican Club in Astoria or go on the Facebook page of Kelly Klingman and help us beat back the DSA AOC attack.
0: Now here's the sin wrap up. Boy. Well, I've told you once and I've told you
1: twice, but you. The great Rolling Stones, they signified all oh, this. Could be the last time, ladies and gentlemen, that you see me with Sid and friends because I cannot just go based on what I heard earlier today from Peter King, my enemy, who seemed to suggest that the Godfather Sid give me dispensation. In fact, let's go, Lou, to the audio tape of Peter King's appearance with Sid this morning.
0: Did I read this week, Peter King, that right there in your neck of the woods, Nassau County, where Curtis Slewa, who, mind you, was still suspended, but, but, I've had a change of heart. I'll make that announcement later. And you did send me a post saying that even though Curtis goes after you, you think I should end the suspension. I'll talk about that later. Uh, did I read that in your neck of the woods, George Santos is already filing papers for 2024? Is that right? yeah he is, and I think
2: uh the only reason he's doing that is to to be able to continue raising money, which is what he's doing, and you have to say you're a candidate but well you know go back to Curtis Curtis is a nut, but I'm walking down the hallway say, in ABC, and he has two Japanese guys there from Japanese body and angels. and so i think he's, he's scared of me, so he had to have two Japanese bodyguards dressed in red to protect him. Listen, I think Curtis is crazy, I think that he is in some ways a danger to society. Yes, but yes. You should allow him to speak on your show. He's so mad at me because he got thrown out of the school that I graduated yeah. from. Yeah. But having said that, yeah. and also he's mad at me because his son is playing the bagpipes, so he's leaning toward the Irish. And I wait the <laughs> Irish stuff that Curtis tries to pedal. Oh, my So God. anyway, but having said that, yeah. just like you have to let everybody on the show, including the worst of the worst, and that's yeah. Curtis.
0: No, he's the worst of the worst. Uh, so with that said, this is a perfect time to announce it. I am ending the suspension, Peter. Uh, so thank you for your post earlier this morning. And Curtis Sleewald will return to his regular slot at 7.05 on Friday morning. But mind you, because you don't know what well, you may know, but the listeners don't know why he was suspended in the first place. If he ever does it again, and he sat right in front of me and apologized yesterday, he really did, and he was very, very sincere. If he ever does it again, he's never coming back. Trust me, never coming back. So he's back on Friday, Okay. Hold. I'm glad I had some small role in yes. getting him back. Yes, so even good. my enemies, I can be kind <laughs> That's the old way of doing diplomacy, Peter, right? That's yeah. how it used to work.
1: Notice how uh, Peter King didn't want to discuss George Santos, who gave uh, the Nassau County GOP $185,000 to run. Doesn't want to talk about that. And he claims, uh, as the uh, Irish Pope, uh, he gave me dispensation under threat of my two Yakuza members who wanted to chop off his fingers. Yeah, no, 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 that 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 doesn't fly. And the godfather, obviously, in the morning, Sid Rosenberg. Sid and friends, uh, he uh, went thumbs up. But that leaves three other members of the commission who have yet to be heard from, and I'm not satisfied because just as Peter King said, I was expelled out of Brooklyn Prep. How do I know I won't be expelled off of the uh, Sid Rosenberg and Friends morning show, huh? For instance, all of you have been watching the Godfather of Harlem. Bo Dido plays an amazing role. Tommy Lucchese, right? Tommy Lucchese. Great. And by the way, in the episode, uh, the chin chops off his fingers. Yeah, it chops off his fingers. That's what Peter King was worried about with my two Yakuza guardian angels from Sendai. In uh, Japan. Hi, 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 hi. I want, you, I want to just take uh, a scene where Bo Dito is sitting there, Tommy Lucchese. He's on the commission talking to uh, Joe Colombo. And that's why I am entitled to a vote of the entire commission. Listen to this.
0: Why are you bringing the crew to the sit-down? Cause I don't trust none of you.
1: So I don't trust none of them by themselves i sorry, I don't trust Sid by himself, Peter, King by himself. It's got to be a vote of all five. And here, this is when the commission talks about how there are rules.
0: Whether you did or you didn't, it's not our business. But that can explain what the f*** is going on. Joseph, we have rules.
1: And there are rules in talk radio, and Sid Rosenberg knows that. In the many times that he was suspended and exiled by Don Imus in the morning, they took a vote of the commission, all the members who were part of Don Imus in the morning, including Lula Vrufino. And the only times that Sid Rosenberg was brought back from the abyss is when there was a complete vote of the Imus in the morning commission. Now, Don Imus was the Capo di Tutti at that time, the godfather. He obviously would influence the vote. But I'm not sure. I'm not sure. We see that Peter King is on board. Obviously, the godfather, Sid Rosenberg, the wannabe Italian, is on board. He's the Meyer Lansky of the commission. Peter King, he's uh, Mickey Featherstone. He's the Westies member of the commission. And then there's Gnome Leighton who to us, so always sticking the shiv in my back, always. Even though I went into the program director's office at the old WABC to say, don't fire Nome, Sid had him fired! Because Nome is worried about job security now, anything that Sid says, Nome does. And then, of course, there's Lou Rufino who walked into the control room at the old WABC and he made the signal, with his finger across the neck as I was broadcasting with Ron Kuby and I knew we were dead. But what about Bodito? You know Bodito has the biggest influence of all on these proceedings because he is the wartime and peacetime consigliere for Sid Rosenberg. So until I have a full vote of the Sid Rosenberg and Friends Commission in the morning. I don't want to return because I know I'll be expelled. Look at Peter King. He reminded everybody I got expelled from Brooklyn Prep and he graduated. I want to hear what Bodito has to say, Noam Layden has to say, and Lou Rafino has to say. And I withhold a decision to be
0: continued. Tax day is coming. Oh, no.